0: Hello and welcome to Imperfect Nutrition. I am your host, Stephanie. And today we are going to be talking about having a good relationship with food. So what does it mean to have a good relationship with food? To me, having a good relationship with food would probably mean that I'm not like super hyper focused on it. You know, I just eat when I'm hungry. I stop when I'm full. um, I'm not just even really thinking about food that much. I'm not, you know, fantasizing about it. When I go out to eat, I feel very comfortable. When I go to social events, I'm not worried about overeating or if people are going to judge me for what I'm going to eat. I don't get, you know, anxiety about going out or eating so-called trigger foods. Um, And if you're not sure what a trigger food means, it usually means that, like, it's a food that when you eat it, you feel like you have no control and you cannot stop. So, How do we get a good relationship with food? It definitely takes time. It takes patience. And then I also think it takes a little bit of relearning. The number one thing I really like to do for some of my clients that might have some food rules or just not a really great relationship with food. I know that I've heard like things like. You don't have a relationship with food. Like, there's no such thing about having a relationship with food. Um, you can't be in a relationship with food. But you know the way that you react around food, and maybe the way that you you eat or your eating behaviors or habits. You know that's kind of of what I'm talking about. Um, I don't think anyone would really you know try to pin that on me. Like, you don't have a relationship with food. Food is food. Um, you know some people look at food as being fuel. Uh, again. Like, you know, I'm even really even like saying that sometimes just because, yes, food is fuel, but food also means for a lot of people, you know, being close with each other. It's a sign of love when you cook um, for someone. It could be, you know, um, just a center of a lot of social events or just parties or, you know, just family get togethers like Christmas and New Year's and, you know, all of the holidays that we just had, right? So anyways, I'm going to give you about six tips of how you can kind of develop, you know, this better relationship with food and so that you're not always fantasizing about food or you're not just or, you know, you're you're not always like, you know, binge eating or you have like all these cravings or you're just really like, you know, hyper focused on it. So what can you do to kind of combat that? The first thing that I think that you should do is know that no foods are off limits. This is like a big thing, because this is kind of the reason why we start, you know, becoming hyper focused or having a lot of cravings or, you know, just feeling like we have some of these trigger foods, because in a sense, we feel like they're off limits. So if we feel like they're off limits, they're almost more tempting, they almost seem like we're doing something, you know, naughty if we eat them, right? Or we feel really guilty or shameful or bad when we do. So First thing you just have to note, it's like, it's not so much a a tip, but it's more of like a mindset thing that like, no foods are off limits, you can eat whatever whatever food that you want especially when you are a grown adult <laughs> you know and you cook your own food you buy your own food like no food is off limits i want you to go to the grocery store and just be like no food is off limits i can you know buy whatever i want if it happens to be you know this nice big salad great if it happens to be you know the pop tarts in the next aisle Great. It doesn't matter. No food is off limits. No food is bad. Okay. The next thing is no time restrictions with your food. There's no like you know um, time that you should be eating or shouldn't be eating. You know um, you can't eat past eight. Those are some of the things where you can't eat carbs past you know a certain hour. Um, Maybe like you know the the fasting and stuff like that. Some people do intermittent fasting, which you know can be a great tool to keep you in a calorie deficit. But you know when you're struggling with your relationship with food, that's not something that I really recommend for people to do to have these long periods of fasting, um, especially like, you know, if you're, you're kind of struggling. Another thing to note as well is that if you are struggling with food, and you don't have a good relationship with food, being in a calorie deficit is probably a big, big no, no, trying to be through a weight loss stage is probably a really, really big no, no, you really want to, you know, establish um, some of the things that you might be thinking some of these food rules that you might or food fears that you have um before you even like would consider maybe a weight loss stage or you know maybe not even ever doing a weight loss stage really just depending because yes when you go into a calorie deficit this could be harmful for you if you are someone that is struggling with food okay so no foods are off limits no food restrictions um uh no time restrictions sorry for uh when when you should be eating or shouldn't be eating Um, The next thing I'm going to say is variety. Try to have lots of variety. And this kind of goes into my next tip as well. Um, And what I mean by variety is just having all different types of proteins, um, different sources of, you know, uh, veggies and sorry, different sources of protein, um, different types of veggies, fruits, grains, bread. Some people are like terrified of bread because they think it's a bad thing. Um, And just like, you know, it start being adventurous. So it kind of, all these rules kind of, not rules, all these, (laughs) this is exactly what we don't want. We don't want rules, but you know, all of these tips and stuff like that, they're they're more just, they, they all kind of play on each other. So no foods are off limits, no time restrictions, having lots of variety in your diet. The next thing you want to do is, you know, having uh, a little bit of exposure. So trying a little bit of a exposure ta- tactics for yourself as well. So maybe, you know, going in situations that might make you feel uncomfortable. So for me, going to a buffet used to make me really, really uncomfortable because I felt like I could not stop every single time I went into it. So, you know, going into some of those situations, situations and maybe having like a friend or partner just to keep you accountable in a sense or you know not not to like shame you or be like hey like you're going for another plate or something because that literally if someone did that to me I would just be like that would just send me off and I would just like (laughs) To just keep eating until like I couldn't anymore right but I mean in a sense of like someone just to be there with you someone that knows that you know you're struggling with this and just having that awareness and knowing that you have someone there if you need to talk or if you're feeling uncomfortable right so going in situations that might make you feel uncomfortable. So going out with your friends to a restaurant might be one of them, maybe going to a buffet, like I said, that could be one of them like buffets used to really, really trigger me that was just like it all you can eat, and I was struggling with binging. So all you can eat, And it's like, Oh, my gosh, like, it just it just felt like never ending. So you know, having someone there to kind of support you and just know that you're kind of um, struggling with this. But when you're going into these situations, just pick up on things, you know, like really, just like look at everything when you're out and being like when you're looking at a menu or something being like there's no food off limits there's you know I should have variety Um, there's no time restrictions, just because it's later at night doesn't mean I can't have one of these food items. And um, just keeping some of those other tips that I have in mind, while you're trying some of these exposure um, tactics. And then another thing is maybe eating some of your bad foods or trigger foods or no no foods on your list that you might have had for years. So I've had some people being like they don't eat peanut butter, because that's one of their trigger foods. Um, For me, it was pizza, because that was something that always like binge eat on every single time I had it. So I was really, really nervous to eat pizza for a while. Um, (laughs) it's so funny now because me and and my boyfriend we like love pizza like that is our thing and I eat pizza I will eat pizza with him like anytime if he if it's there right but before it was very very triggering for me and it would bring up those feelings of the times that I binged or whatever Um, so like you know being able to eat some of those foods in small quantities right like you don't have to go and eat the whole pizza but you know trying a slice like if there's you're at a party and there's a slice of pizza letting yourself have at least one and instead of being like no no you can't have that that's a bad food that's a trigger food that's a no no food on the list being like just try it just try it see what happens just try it and like be curious about yourself be mindful like pay attention have that awareness and it's going to it's going to come a long way and then eventually that food's not really going to have a hold on you The next tip I have here is um, be careful with the language that you use. So I even caught myself during this. I said rules. (laughs) It's like, when you start thinking things are rules or you have things that are on you know no no lists or there's good good foods and there is bad foods or there's clean foods and there is dirty foods you know trying to get that language out of um trying to not use that language in your vocabulary is important when you're really trying to heal your relationship with with food and like it's okay if you do it sometimes i still say some of those things um but they don't really have a hold on me they don't really mean anything um but like i do find find I do try to make an effort to not use that language when I'm talking about food because I find it, I, I used to find it very triggering and it could be even just triggering for yourself. And you start thinking about food in this way. Like there is clean foods, there's dirty foods, there's foods that are off limits. There's like, you shouldn't be having this at a certain time, you know, and when you start developing all these weird rules around food that don't actually make any sense. And, you know, someone that has a good relationship with food, they don't even think about that. They just eat food. They eat it done with it. it, There's no, there's no second thought about it. You know what I mean? And that's kind of where you want to get with this. The last tip I have here is when you are exercising, try not to use exercise as a calorie burn, you know, um, we exercise to strengthen our bodies, um, we do cardio to improve our cardiovascular health, um, or, you know, like, <laughs> cardio can be used, used um, to create a calorie deficit. But, you know, that shouldn't be the main thing that you're using it for, you know, cardio is just a tool that it can be it can be used. But you know, don't be looking at like I need to do this much cardio in order to burn this much calories or I need to be in the gym for this amount of time to burn this much amount of calories especially when you're trying to resistance train the main goal is just like I want to get strong as hell I want to build all this freaking muscle and look jacked and feel awesome and feel powerful right so you know trying not to use exercise as a calorie burn and when you're doing the and when you are like some people will say you know oh um, I just go to the gym so that I can eat whatever I want. It's like, no, you can just eat whatever you want and you go to the gym to get strong as hell and look like a freaking badass superhero, right? So don't use freaking exercise as a calorie burn because like you're losing like that's like the the minimal benefit that it does for you. There's so many other great things that exercise does for you, you know. And like I could just go off and name list like a bunch of things, but again this is not what this calls about. So let's go over, you know, some of these things again having a good relationship with food. That first one is having no foods off limits. The next one is having no time restrictions of when you eat your food. Um, you know, like I said you could do intermittent fasting and stuff like that, but honestly I don't recommend if you're having a really hard time with food. The next thing is variety, having lots of variety in your diet. Um, and again that kind of goes into the no food off limits. The fourth thing there is, you know, having a little bit of exposure to yourself. So going into situations that might make you feel a little uncomfortable. So like I mentioned, maybe going to a buffet, maybe going out to eat with your friends and stuff like that. Um, I know that when we have some of these food rules, we just stop doing all of that stuff, you know, so like even for myself, the amount of bodybuilding shows I did, you know, I wasn't going out and eating. So once the body bodybuilding show was done. Um, I literally just felt like, like oh my god, like I I don't even know how to like go out, or I was really scared to go out, and like that doesn't feel good. So you know, slowly introducing, telling telling a friend or you know someone that you trust, be like, hey, like I'm doing this thing. It's really uncomfortable with me, and just nice to know that someone is there and supporting you, and kind of knows what's happening. You know, so. Going out into situations that make you feel uncomfortable, or eating, you know, those bad foods or those trigger foods um, that you know might have set you off into a binge before. But you know, introducing them like on a daily basis. So you know, if you go to, if you're out and about, and all there is is pizza, you know, trying to have a slice of pizza, not having it off limits, and you know, um, just exposing yourself to some of those foods that are on your no-no list. The next one is the language you use. So trying to take things out like clean foods, dirty foods, good foods, bad foods, you know, um, and just just um, trying to remove that language because it does kind of put you into this black and white thinking about food and it's going to, it could be really damaging. So again, you know, sometimes I say things and, and they slip, um, but you know, I do try to make it a really big thing to not say good food, bad food healthy foods, dirty foods, clean foods, whatever, you know, food is just food, okay, at the end of the day, and shouldn't be really just, you know, hyper focusing and thinking about it all the time. But you know, it does happen. The last tip there is going to be not using exercise for a calorie um, burn, but instead of using it for like something that is, you know, strengthening, building muscle, you know, a mood booster, you do it because it makes you feel strong, it makes you feel good, it makes you feel, you know, like a freaking badass when you lift heavy ass weights, so not using Food is a calorie burn and like trying to get rid of that thinking of I just go to the gym so that I can eat whatever I want. So it's like, nope, you can eat whatever you want, and then you go to the gym because all the great benefits it does for you, not that calorie burn. All right, guys, thank you for being on with me. I hope you have an amazing day and we will talk tomorrow. Bye. Thank you for listening to Imperfect Nutrition. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, comment, and share with your friends. And if you wanted to do some online coaching with me, you can DM me on Instagram. That is at a step above the rest. Make sure you put an F with the step. Thanks, guys.